What's up, Coach Jay here from the Empire Boxing Podcast. Reminder that the takeover is coming up November 12th. It is a live only in-person show. There will be no pay-per-view. So that means you got to get your tickets now and show up to cheer on the Canadian athletes performing in this fight. Don't miss the takeover. An Empire Boxing and Unlearning Network production. Welcome back to the Empire Boxing Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jay. We are with Rhett Gibbons. And he is making another entrance into the ring very soon, November 12th, for the takeover. And we just had you in the ring. We just You just graced us with your, your talent uh, back in July. How are you feeling since that fight? feel good. Yeah. My camp is going really well. And I just, I'm excited to fight again so quickly, like back to back. Because usually yeah. my fights are like six months or a year. It's been like that. So I'd like yeah. to keep it like this. Like It's a momentum. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the fight, but I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about it because I actually have a bunch of really fun things that we're gonna laugh about today. And I mean, I'll laugh. At least I'll laugh. I laughed the whole way here, walking. I was like, <laughs> like all proud of myself. Like we're gonna laugh about this. Anyways, I actually saved some videos that from McDojo. Oh, okay. <laughs> gonna talk about. So I can't wait for that. So let's get through the boring things like your athletic career. No, yeah. Just kidding. Let's get through the fight stuff first, and then we'll get into the fun stuff. Okay, uh, cool. Talk to us about, because I know some some people probably saw you fight and they didn't really know like maybe about the backstory of your camp and the things that happened. And I'd love mm -hmm. to kind of get you to, you know, share that with us and sort of that experience, because this is kind of like we as promoters have our own like what happens behind the scenes that no one knows about. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the fun stuff is like really understanding more of what goes into stepping in the ring yeah, like apart from just stepping through thing. the ropes. Right, right. So talk to us about your last camp and that whole experience. Um, it started out it, like, so before I even explain any of this, like the, something that I'm like a firm believer in mm. is like, if you show up to fight, it's fair, it's a fair fight. So even if like there, I had any issues in my camp, the fact that I showed up to fight, Hell yeah, I still give full credit to whoever wins that fight. You know what I mean? So that being said with, uh, with the camp, it, it started out rough. I started it with like a broken hand right. and I ended it with pretty much COVID a week and a half, two weeks before the no, fight. How did the hand break and where was it that it broke? Like boxer's fracture? Kind of, oh, right, right. Yeah, well. Okay, give us the give us the grazed over version. Why did I why did I just like blank and forget? Like we knew <laughs> this story, Jay. Holy. Um Yeah, well yeah, give basically us, give, I got give us the glossed over version. Or the I real version. Know, yeah. I don't know. So I I basically I got jumped downtown by a couple guys. Typical Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. And I broke my hand pretty bad. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. And like, what was the prognosis? Like, should you not have fought with that hand the way it was? Or was it fairly healed? Well, it wasn't healed. Because like, as soon as the first shot that I landed on him clean, I was like, oh, that's broken again right away. Wow. So like, even if you, you can see like, I watch back some of the fight. You can see the moments where I'm not even like really putting anything on the right hand. I'm trying to put more on the left hook, but right. I'm still, I was still throwing it. Yeah. But every time I threw it, it felt like someone was putting like a, like a nail through my knuckle. There's like a, you, if you can see. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. There's like a hole in that one. Yeah. But it's way better now. Did you get surgery on it or anything? No, no just let it go. Cause then I'll be out for like, I don't right. want to do it. So right. I'd rather just if it breaks again, then it breaks again and I'll fight with it. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And then 
you got through the camp and then you ended up coming like was was you getting COVID a product of you getting run down from the training or were you exposed no someone to it? gave it to my coach and then my coach gave it to me Damn. and he was like in bed for like three days and then I got it from him and I was like so sick and I was like fuck man I, I, there was no thought in my head like I'm not gonna fight right so and no one even said to me maybe you shouldn't take this fight Right. But I was like, I know this is going to be a really tough fight for me. Like, yeah. it could have been anyone. I knew I was going to get super gassed out. Yeah. Because coming off of COVID, like, through being sick, there was no bounce back. Right. I went straight into cutting weight. And you guys saw me at that weight cut. I looked like shit, right? Like, yeah. I was like, who's that? Who's that skinny guy who yeah, looks yeah. miserable? Oh, that's, oh, that's rat. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, you looked, yeah, you look rough. I know. You know? I saw a picture of myself on that uh, is, poster that you guys of, made. I didn't even know it was me. That's the kind of like when your mom is like, oh, are you okay? Yeah. What's been <laughs> happening in your life? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, let me tell you. Uh, wow. Yeah. 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 That was, I can't imagine, but you got in the ring and you, I mean, you still performed you, you know, you were just you without that last little bit of juice that mm -hmm. we're, we're used to seeing from you. But I mean, yeah. technically, I mean, we had no problem clipping up. We, Jason, yeah. <laughs> my, our social media that yeah. I do <laughs> really runs. nothing but yeah. post the beautiful content that Jason creates. Jason had no problem clipping up like these amazing like highlight reels of your work. Like you still, yeah. you still ran a masterclass on, on, you know, technical boxing as you do. Yeah. I landed some good, like sneaky shots on him. I, I actually like, I was really surprised because some of the shots I hit him with, like <laughs> something that I'm pretty good at is hitting someone in between um, them throwing their next like on shot, the offbeat. right? Yeah. And I can, I can line that up pretty quickly. Yeah. And I hit him with a couple of those. And a lot of the time, like that's what buckles guys knees and like, yeah. you know, puts them down. Yeah. Let's just talk about like the chin on Thad. Like, damn. Concrete. Honestly, Concrete. honestly, respect Thad if you're out there still, which I know you are. He's like outfitting his, you know, laundry room or some shit right now. I was watching you on social media. I don't know what you're doing, son, but you've got yeah. a chin. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we were, we were like, wow, he's taking, he took some shots that like shots that I really thought would have like what dropped the, some other people for sure. What goes through your mind in those moments where you're just like, he's like, damn, like, yeah. what, what does that feel like for I was like, oh, it's, I'm not going to stop him. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. And then quickly calibrate plan B. Like, you know, what's my, what's my plan B? Stay I only on the outside, had one keep plan moving. really. Cause right. I knew that, I knew that like I was going to, I was like, gassed walking up the stairs to the casino right you know what i mean so i knew that it was like i gotta land a couple clean shots on him and put his ass on the ground yeah, otherwise go he's to just bed. gonna yeah otherwise he's just gonna outwork me yeah that's what trying i to get home with that happen. chicken noodle soup. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. can we can we do this like, yeah. okay wow yeah, so wow well it was still a, yeah it was still a great fight and we can't wait to see you and you're feeling good you're healthy yeah the hand is like the hand mm -hmm. we'll deal with that yeah but it's good though honestly because like i've been doing like training with like really small gloves with it too to like build up the muscles around it and everything right. so it feels good do, do you do like any of the old school stuff with like the hand in the rice bucket and all that stuff no nah. no nah. i should probably Why are you laughing? that's the thing that's the thing do you yeah, do like yeah, my demo? Like, yeah. <laughs> is that not how you do it it's just to go like this or something yeah. oh well lord have mercy on Oh no, I've never, I've never had to use the rice bucket. Um, have actually, you never broke your hands? That's not true. I had a boxer's fracture, um, like way, way back in the day. But I, I, I went through this like stage where I was completely allergic to do, doing anything productive for like rehabbing injuries. We mm. all go through those stages where we're just like, if I ignore it, it's not there. 
and that's I did my whole life. absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. And now I have like a massively janky, uh, janky wrist and I've since torn ligaments and need complete like surgery on this thing. So really kids, if you're out there, rice buckets and just don't do that. What so. happened to your wrist? Um, I was doing a photo sh- or a video shoot, uh, in the cold in winter. I believe it was like right before my 30th birthday. And it, it was actually this really cool shoot. And we were in this old abandoned, like 1920s, um, like military, uh, like propeller airplane locker thing. They had the, the coolest set, but it was fucking Siberian. It was so cold. And they strung this heavy bag up for like, you know, the second half of the day. So I'm in there for 11 hours, freezing my ass off. Like I was literally like. Was the heavy bag just hard as a rock yeah, by the end of it? it? fucking frozen. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like sitting in between takes, like straddling this like you know, one of those little air heaters, like I've got everyone's jacket on me and I'm just trying to like, and I'm like, oh, I'm good. You know, like couple little, you know, like little shadow boxing. And I'm like, I'm warm. I'm good. And then I hit this heavy bag in the first, first shot. Done. Yeah. It's usually that too. Done. Yeah. And I like the pain, like my whole arm went, but I just kept like, I didn't want to like break the cut. I didn't want to like, you know, ruin the day. Like we had been mm-hmm. there for eight hours. So I was like, keep going. And it was just agony and then it got so and then it's almost like you go through this phase where you like go numb and start to lose feeling and I was so cold and the blood flow to my my hand was even like kind of starting to slow like it was getting real tingly and stuff and uh yeah and then after that I think like I don't know I moved to LA and just like didn't care about it but it was very painful and that was how it happened but yeah so now this wrist is a little bit janky and then and then entered jujitsu into my life which is like the, the best way to get injured. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So all the all the fruitful spoils of jujitsu. So um, now, any changes to the camp going into the next fight, or you, you business as usual with your coach? Like a little bit, a, okay. a few changes, but you know, uh, training with some people that I've trained with before in the past, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just like we just made some tweaks and stuff like that. But the camp was good for the fight, you know. It yeah. was just I had like two External pretty big factors. reasons not to fight. I yeah. probably like I probably, you know, someone if there was someone around like older or something who was like right. you know, in my ear, yeah, <laughs> they would have been like, you know, you shouldn't fight. But then also like I was like I really believed like, well, I could probably c- catch him with a shot and mm-hmm. put him on his ass. And mm-hmm. Danny's like he's really tough, man, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, if I, if I come into any fight thinking that they're not tough, mm-hmm. I'm going to get my ass beat. Right. I think all, everyone I fight is going to be tough. Like mm-hmm. these are guys who chose to be professional fighters. Mm-hmm. I don't just think that he's just going to be some pussy who mm-hmm. I hit him with one shot and it's going to be over. Yeah. But I'm still trying to get to that point where I can hit you with one shot and knock you out. So it's like, don't over or underestimate them. Yeah. Like I have respect, but at the same time, I'm also confident in what I can do. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that, that makes me think about, you know, the Mr. One shot wonder or Deontay Wilder. Did you watch the the fight on the weekend? Mm, I saw highlights. Did you see see that knockout? Yeah. What the hell was it? What happened? He like, he tripped it. It looked like he tied a shoelace (laughs) and just knocked him out. (laughs) It looked like he just kind of slapped him while he was falling. And I was like, yeah. What happened? And the guy's just like, he's on the ground, just like trying to breathe. I was like, you see his legs? It was like full rigor mortis. Yeah. Like I was like, what happened? It's funny because it was the least highlight, highlight reel I'd ever seen in my life. It was so anticlimactic. You couldn't even see the punch land. Someone was like, oh, was it? 
do you think it was rigged? I'm uh, like, you think? <laughs> look at that guy on the ground. No, you he, think he's faking yeah, that? Yeah, his toes are straight up in yeah. the air. He's like a corpse. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was, yeah, it was the least highlight highlight I've ever seen. But I mean, Dante Wilder strikes again. What does that man possess that like, or is he possessed that allows him to just execute like the most savage amount of force? I don't know. It just has to be the, the leverage he gets on his punches. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at how he's built, he's like a bigger version of a guy named Gerald McClellan. Do you know who that is? No. Yeah. Ellis. Well, he's a guy, he fought Nigel Ben back in the day. But he was like a knockout artist. He 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 knocked out Julian Jackson twice. He knocked out like everybody just wow. within the first couple of rounds. Big overhand rights and big left hooks to the body. Mm-hmm. And it's like the leverage those guys can get on the right hands they throw. It's like a combination of like them having, I feel like, short neck kind of, wide shoulders, long arms, and big hands. Right. Like McGregor. Like right. built like that, like almost like, you know, monkey arms, right? Yeah, yeah. And when they throw those shots, like, people just go to sleep, I guess, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's got to be some amazing biomechanics there. It'd be worth, like, I wonder if someone out there is doing, I'm sure they're doing testing. Like, some of these, like, you know, uh, you know, biohacking athletic development centers where they have these incredible testings. Like, there's got to be some yeah. tests for that. Because yeah. I would love He's to know. He's got to be the hardest hitter of all time, right? And I, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, like, based on his record, yeah. But, like, you watch Andy Ruiz hit mm-hmm. like in any of the training videos or any, I'm like holy shit and he's fast <laughs> and he's fast and you know what just on that note respect to the to, to the guys out there that are holding pads for pro pro boxers like the unsung heroes of mixed martial arts and and pro boxing are these like and my favorite guys are these like the old boys yeah the guys and like they're hunched 60, over and they're in there yeah, yeah. he's like his body has been molded by boxing. <laughs> to hold pads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like. <laughs> you couldn't move his arm if you hit it as hard as you could. No, just, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And he's just. And they're like punchy, you know. Yeah, yeah. But like. They have that like uh, pug nose, mm, right? It's mm, all broken like maybe that. Maybe <laughs> like, you know, get into the, the, you know, on the piss after training like every night maybe. Yeah, probably. Looks right? like it-ish. Yeah. <laughs> and these guys, these boys just taking these kicks and these like these punches from these athletes that are just animals. Like mm. Mike Tyson's trainer, like every time I watch a video, like I swear my chin gets further and further back into my face. Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah. I'm like watching this guy get backed up by Mike Tyson. Yeah. Who still looks like 20 year old Mike Tyson sometimes when he's, when he's like doing these pad videos. Attacking this guy and he's falling Terrifying. back on the yeah, It I looks like ch- he's just trying to protect <laughs> yeah. himself. He's just like it's swatting Actually, shots. Actually, it yeah. looks like the guy's like fucking concerned. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You know, I know how I. He is. He probably is. He is. I know how I feel after a day at work. Like, how do these guys feel? So this is just this is something. So shout out to the pad, the pad holders and stuff like that. You guys don't get enough love, like for sure, for sure. Uh, Now, what are your thoughts on? I got a few fights I want to ask you about. Mm -hmm. This is the fun part. Uh, Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis. Who do you got and why? Um, I think Tank will stop him. Mm. Yeah, probably like in the eighth round. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so do you think Ryan will? Give Tank a little bit of a challenge? I just think because he's long, mm-hmm. right? And he pulls back like that, it's going to take Tank a second to set up like that good shot on him. Yeah. But once he does, okay, I cool. think that'll be it. I'm with you on that. I think Team I hate, uh, team Tank, you know, forever. Uh, okay, so not confirmed. I asked my, um, my uh, behind-the-scenes guy, Jason. Not confirmed dates. But we got Spence Crawford lining up, which is going to be epic. 
I don't even I don't even want to choose someone for that because I just want to watch it. Yeah. But if you had to choose Crawford or Spence, who are you choosing? Crawford. A hundred thousand percent Crawford. Team Terrence. Yeah. Okay. I don't even think I don't even think there's like a chance he would lose that fight. Really? Yeah. I think he's like so many levels above everyone else right now. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Uh and what do you got for Ramirez Bival? I don't know. Bival looks good. So yeah, I would just go with him, you know. But yeah, I think I think he's gonna have the advantage just on um, a little bit of. He's got a lot of composure, mm. and he's got a lot of tools in his his toolkit. Yeah. Um, Ramirez can get frustrated, mm-hmm. and he can start to go a bit dog. Which I mean, we all know when things turn dog, sometimes someone gets real lucky. Yeah. Um. So I mean, again, I almost want to be Switzerland on that because I'm just excited for that fight, and I I know people in both camps and. I'm behind it, but I, I think Bivol might have a bit of advantage. And he's just coming off of a win against Canelo. Like, the guy's on top. That's the thing. The guy's on top. Yeah, he throws, he throws uh, like, a lot of good combos. And, like, he, he something you don't see a lot of guys do as pros is, like, mm. throw a lot of one-two-ones. Right. And he does that, like, nonstop. One-two-one, one-two-one, one-two-one. And one. That, that second jab is long, and he steps forward with that yeah. jab. And yeah. it throws people off, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And, when he's, and he's very rangy and he's very good at controlling distance. Yeah. Um, so very cool to watch that fight. Can't wait. Now, it, it, are you, are, do you plan on doing any traveling to spar? Like, have you ever thought about going down to the States and getting different looks? Or what does that look like for you right now? Yeah. So we were going to try to go down to Vegas, actually, the last camp to go, like, spar with some guys. But uh, it ended up not happening. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, I would, I'd go down to Vegas or wherever. Right. I just don't know anyone really. Right? right. So I'd have to reach out to some people and see what's going on. Hey, head down to Brickhouse, get some rounds in in, oh, yeah. in Los Where? Angeles. Julian Chua's. Uh, you you know them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. What a great experience that would be. They have a lot of like really high level pros too, right? Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, it's LA too. Like you got yeah. Wildcard on the doorstep, you've got Churchill, you've got Fortune, and you've got Brickhouse. That'd be a good trip. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's book the van. Empire team. Make it a docu-series. Everyone goes on the road. How fun would that? We just got to watch Rhett get, yeah. you know, punched and, and, be, and be the she puncher. Was about to say, watch Rhett get the shit beat out of him. She <laughs> no, was about to say that, I was dude. like, La, watch Rhett punch and be punched. But it came out just all kinds of ways. <laughs> and that would be great. I actually think that would be a fucking This is what epic, happens, people. You series. take one loss. Everyone turns on you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, I'm on Team Rat 100% yeah. all the time. I mean, Thad, the, the anvil face, he was like, that guy's chin. Yeah. It was like hitting concrete. So respect to Thad, but I'm, I'm Team Rat all the way. I won't lie about it. Um, okay, cool. So <laughs> I want to take on the role. Of, don't look. Don't look at my notepad. I can't see it from here. I can't see Good. It well, that's concerning for you. How old are you again? No, just kidding. Um, okay, so I want to hold you accountable to your goals. I remember last time we spoke to you, uh, you had the goal of having a Baja trophy truck. Yeah. So we're going to do a little Baja trophy truck okay. trivia. Okay. Uh, so <clears throat> question number one, this is how, I just want to make sure that you're still on track with your goals here and that you know how to reach them. Okay. Okay. How much does the trophy t- uh, truck cost? $400,000. Okay, sweet. I had a range of two hundred and fifty to 500000 Now, what you might not know is that the fuel and the tires is an additional $200,000. And then you need about two hundred dollars to $400,000 for maintenance, crew, and hauling if you plan to race that little Baja in the Baja, California. Mm-hmm. 
and and your winnings. Do you know what you win if you you win one of those little races? Fucking ten grand. <laughs> I'm like, hold hold on. That yeah. doesn't even pay for the it, gas. It makes no sense at all. Yeah. So I want to know how rich do you have to be to even want to do it's this? Just for sport? fun, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like okay, like burning like a million dollars. Like yeah, I guess for fun. I don't know. I would buy an island. They look sick, though. They do look like, sick. Ripping one of those around would be fun. <laughs> and in the the continues, I must have got sidetracked. My ADD brain. Um, I have more facts. <laughs> How fast does a Baja Trophy truck go? Well, doesn't that depend like who did it up, kind of? Okay. Or? Well, do you know what kind of engine they're using? No. Okay, they're using an eleven thousand, sorry, eleven hundred horsepower, seven point seven liter big block V eight engine. That makes sense. So. It can exceed about 140 miles an hour. Yeah. That was updated as of 2006. So I bet they've made some like Probably a hybrid faster. savage yeah. Baja racers. Uh, do you know how much they weigh? They're not, aren't they not that heavy? Because like the body of them, well, I guess the body is like carbon fiber, but all the weight would be the tires and the suspension, right? So th this is saying that, yeah, it's carbon body. Yes. Yeah. But the total weight without fuel is 2,200 kilograms. That's a heavy truck. Yeah, that's fucked that's up. That's a heavy, heavy truck. Uh, and that is all I have for you on the Baja Red Truck. At least you know now. Because last time you didn't know what it was. <laughs> right? You just were like, oh, okay. I found lots of cool Your facts. Redneck, so like, I want to know if this is still... Are you going to race trucks? I'm definitely going to get one and rip it around. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, and they're not street legal, which we know. Well, so you're going to have to have like okay. access to like a wee desert and someone to tow that like 2,200 kilogram <laughs> I didn't know all these facts before I made this stick with me kid yeah. all right and then I also because um Rhett and I share the passion for uh well I mean I, we're gonna rekindle your your passion but for jujitsu mm -hmm. um I want to know how McDojo gets away with this so this is epic to me and Jason I'm gonna send you these videos later so we can put them up and and but I want to know like can we can we work on this guard passing technique? Can we work on that? That is because <laughs> that yeah, is right. if we can do that, right? Look at he's probably just wasted too, just hanging <laughs> out. Like this guy looks like he holds pads for professional UFC fighters. Look at the people in the back too. The lady just looks so defeated. She's like, <laughs> "Fuck, I'm just doing this to get away from yeah, my she's, family." She's she's come to jujitsu only to learn she doesn't protect like possess magical powers. Yeah. That was my favorite one. And this one, I love this one. This is the old <clears throat> double double wrist lock uh, shrug technique. Someone gave this guy a black belt. Yeah, he probably gave someone, it to himself. Eh? Someone gave that guy a black belt. <laughs> so when you... Oh, you know, this guy <laughs> actually got the shit beat out of him by... Uh, well, that's more. By Steven Seagal? No. Oh. Some young... Uh, <laughs> MMA fighter like actually beat the shit out of him. Wow, because he, he, he was just couldn't handle these videos. Yeah, and he like put his hands up and did all this fake stuff, and this guy just ran up and punched his eye in and just started beating him. Oh up. my god! See, Fair I want to know these stories. Like, I want to know. Yeah, this guy right here. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> McDojo life. You found a page based on it, hey? I did. Yes, I've been following this religiously for a time. <laughs> <laughs> For a long time. <laughs> Honestly, there was this one, like, I just, like, I just can't. So I want to know, let's, let's unpack this because now this is going to turn from fun into just full enlightenment. 
Uh, I want to know what character qualities someone possesses to like set them on the path of like magical, mystical warrior dude who like basically baffles and bewilders the weakest minded human beings. What character traits do these people possess? Probably like mostly narcissism and you know like yeah. schizophrenia, mm. something like that. <laughs> you know, like, well, probably Dr. a combo Rich. of that. Yeah, I, I would agree with you because uh, I mean, okay, so so let's imagine this exists in the boxing world. How fucking fun would this be? You get in the ring with some guy like I'm a pro boxer. He identifies as a pro boxer. Yeah, and Which he's you have to accept. Yes, you would, and he's going to use his magical, mystical voodoo powers against you, yeah. and like. Imagine this guy's like on our card. Like we booked this fight. We're like, all right, then he's got a manager. He's even like, I'll fight for free. No purse. We're like, let's go then. Let's book this. And you get in a ring with someone like that. Do you just light them up? Or do you just like give them a second to try? Or you go with it a little bit. Yeah. Like what do you do? You should do? go with it in the beginning. What would you do? Run up to try to hit and him. Like, and hit and the force field. <laughs> the force field. Act like it's really working. Yeah. And look around, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then everyone's shocked. Even he's shocked. Yeah. Because he didn't make the agreement with you, right? And then he looks. And then he buys it for real. And now we take it away from him. Now we take it away from him. He looks over in his corner. He's like. Yeah. It's working. I told you. It's working. And then you just. How many rounds did you let this go? Just one. No, you can't do it more than a minute, right? Right. Just one round. Right. And then you finish him. Right. Yeah. And then, and then do you stand over him and laugh or you just. Yeah. I got your powers now. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Cause like, I mean, honestly, honestly, you know what? It is shocking how many of these people exist out there in the world. Like yeah, shocking. Like this Instagram feed is popping off mm-hmm. and it's mostly unique. Like there's some, like there's some, some guys that, you know, make frequent appearances, but like, how are these people not like weaseling their way into professional sporting events or are, you know, is that the ultimate tell that they're bullshit? They're not willing to test it when the water's hot. I don't know. No, no, they know it's bullshit. They know it's well, of I mean, course, right? Yeah. But so like, they don't want to fight someone who can really fight. I'm just baffled. But that then you, that guy that you just showed me did go into a fight, and he bless him. He tried. <laughs> bless him. It's like you know what? Do he you was th- that fucked up. Do you <laughs> think he actually thought for a second that he might actually possess? The voodoo powers? He just roams pretending to buy toothpaste. <laughs> must have I love it. That he had a chance. Like honestly, like as much as I love watching y'all fight, I think we're doing this wrong. Like I really do. I think we need to be having like hilarious fights. Like, or at least one yeah, on a card. How off. fun would that be? Yeah, it's almost like when off. you go to the circus and the little clowns come out in the little cars. <laughs> we could do that. I th- I, You're really gonna do it, eh? You would set it up. I obviously, all of a sudden, do she gets voted off the island. So like, that no one knows like that it's you. We lost one of our partners. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, she was just going south with it all. Yeah. 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 I'm like buried in a backyard somewhere, anyways. Uh, okay. And I have a question from Dan. Mm. And this is clearly an inside joke. So you have to elaborate, or is this going to flop? I don't know. I guess all right. we're going to see. So Dan said to ask Rhett about the North End connection that you share. And to elaborate on what that is exactly. Oh, um, well, it's funny how I met Daniel because we met in a gym Tell in Surrey. Because you guys are, he's your, you're his he's best friend. Yeah. Daniel, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Getting hot in here. <laughs> Tell us more. Uh, no, so um, I met him in Surrey. He, this guy 
I'm not even going to say his name because I fucking can't stand him. <laughs> but this guy brought him around. And at first, I didn't even know, like, if Daniel could speak English because he didn't say a fucking word, man. He was just, like, chilling. And he was, like, way overweight at this time, too, right? Like, way overweight. Have we seen Dan fat pictures? It must have been under his skin because he was huge. But he was way oh, bigger, Daniel. right? And I was, like... I love that he's uh, Daniel then. Yeah, yeah, Danny. But, yeah, so I need... And I was, like... We, he was there for like a week and I didn't talk to him or anything like that. And then, uh, after sparring, I was like, Hey, can I come do some pads with you? Cause he, he was like so focused and like so intentional with everything that he was teaching. I was like, yo, like this guy actually knows mm. his shit. Right. Mm. And, uh, so, and like, not that I'm like a snob or an asshole that like, Oh, I wouldn't just work with some guy or whatever, but like, obviously you, you don't know what someone's like until you watch them for a little bit. For right? sure. And yeah. so, I started doing pads with him and he just like started getting like quicker and better and better and better. Cause I think he was just getting back into the boxing scene at the time too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we started talking about, I was like, yeah, like, where are you from? And he's like, Oh, I'm from North van. I was like, Oh, me too. And then he's like, Oh, I'm from this area. I'm like, so am I. Mm -hmm. And then, so we know all these same people, like most of the people he knows, and most of the people I know, they're all friends, right? They all know each right. other. So, yeah, and one of my best friend's older brothers was buddies with Daniel. Oh, cool. So he went from being, like, potential mute or ESL to, like, yeah. totally <laughs> speaks English, really yeah. good at pads. Yeah. And, like, your buddies, buddies, buddy. buddies, buddies, yeah. buddies. Yeah. Amazing. Which is, like, so weird because we met in, like, a hole in a wall in Surrey. Oh, and that's the whole story? Well, there's right. some <laughs> other stuff, but... <laughs> Oh, see, I knew. I'm like, come on. This isn't like the romance story of how we met. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> we'll have to launch another podcast for all the real stories. Um, but I want to go back to, to boxing and, and your career. And I kind of want your opinion on boxing in Canada mm. and what you think it would take to get it to, quote, the next level. Like, what's what we're all here to do. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like it's a bit of an uphill battle at this time. What yeah. do you think it's going to take? How do we create boxing, a boxing culture in maybe even Vancouver to start and extrapolate that into Canada? You know, it's, it's weird because like I, even growing up as a kid, mm -hmm. I was always such a big fan of box, boxing. And uh, I didn't know that there was ever like fights in the, on like at the PNE back in the day. I didn't know that there was like, like all of this boxing history. There seems like there was a time where there was like Manny Sobral, Tony Pep, Dale Walters, like Michael Elagide, all these guys. And mm -hmm. then there was just a gap mm -hmm. of like nothing. There was no who's after them. Mm -hmm. And then like all of us, now we're all starting to come along. Right. And so I think there was like a big disconnection there. I don't know why. But I wonder. And, um, I don't know, like, so I think if it was more, I don't know, I think, I think what you guys are doing is going to help bring boxing back. Like this is going to be like mm -hmm. the stepping stones to making it bigger and bigger and bigger because people are talking about it. I like so many people know about empire boxing, so many people. Right. And it's like, what was there before that? Mm that you would go to to watch boxing around yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, especially here on the on the West Coast. And <clears throat> I kind of, it was interesting. I, I was having this chat with someone today just trying to figure it out. Um, 
There seems to be quite a like a dedicated, let's say, BFL and Mamba, mm-hmm. you know, fan squad, the, the MMA fan squad, and they seem to really be going out for these events. Mm-hmm. Um, how come there's no crossover in combat sport fans in general that we don't see? You know, a lot of the people that may attend the Empire shows to support you guys showing up for a BFL event, and mm-hmm. you know, there's there's some, there's a trickle. And then people that are showing up for like BFL and Mamba events that aren't coming to boxing. Where does that divide exist and why? I don't know. Like, that's the thing too, right? Like MMA, I feel like MMA is a lot bigger in Canada. It seems to be. Because like everybody talks about MMA and UFC and this and that. Yeah. But I feel like once we have guys that propel, like say it's me or Eric Bazran or mm-hmm. uh, uh, Benit or it could, a- any of us, right? Like when, yeah. once we start moving forward and bigger into the like Canadian scene and mm-hmm. it's coming back home, I think that that's going to bring a lot more eyes to boxing around here mm-hmm. rather than... Because like say you go into the BFL, right? And you start winning fights. Like I know people who went into the UFC after. Yeah. What ha- no one knows like any champions out here. No one knows any it's big true. anything. It's out true. Here, Boxing right? needs a star or yeah. some stars. Yeah, like guys who are fighting, and you're like, oh, I know him. Yeah, and he's on TV, and like we're from here, right? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Like I, I wonder if it's more beneficial to have like to continue to base the Canadian promotion out of Canada, or do you base the Canadian promotion out of the states eventually? It's it's hard to say. It's really hard to say, but because like it would like, what's your goal at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? Is mm-hmm. it to make money or are you trying to build boxing in Canada? Mm-hmm. I think like, you know, the, obviously the perfect world exists when, when both. both of those collide, you know, for everyone. But it, it is interesting. I, I've noticed that. And, I, you know, every, every show present, presents its own, its own challenges for, you know, the athletes in their camps, for us, for, you know, for the time in the world. And it's just, it's an interesting kind of question to ask is like, what will it take? Because I would love to see nothing more than to be like, you know, you turn on your TV and you're going through the, the apps and there's Netflix and DAZONE and Empire Boxing. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it, it's something that people have access to and, and it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a household name. And I would love nothing more than to see that. And I'm wondering what it would take. But it was interesting what you said, where there was this like initial crew of guys. How long was their come up, right? Yeah. yeah. Was it like, was there a five-year gap before those guys were mm-hmm. the guys? And then that's... Or even more, way more than five right? years. Maybe. Yeah. And then are we in that? And are mm-hmm. we in that phase right now? And mm-hmm. you guys kind of running a parallel story in the sense that mm-hmm. boxing needs a star. Like, mm-hmm. and we, there needs to be time to develop that. And I think you're right. I think like the wake of eyes on... Canadian boxing, I think, I think it will come on the heels of, of a star or stars. What we need to do, like, it's not a team sport, right? Like, I don't, I mean, I respect Benny and I've trained with Eric before. I like him. He's Mm -hmm. a nice guy, but like all of our goals need to be like goal. Number one, bring all the belts, Canadian belts back home, like right here. Right. Now you guys like have to come and fight us. Mm -hmm. Now, what, if it gets bigger on the East coast, then that's going to trickle down into the States as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So like once we get Canadian titles, then we like, there needs to be more players that like have a say over here. Cause it's all completely like, if it was a scale, it's just lopsided on the East coast compared to us. Right. Right. And we have a lot of good talented fighters, but I don't know. Yeah. And then we're also coming off of kind of like the, the abyss 
of mm. like two years span of time where nobody was doing anything. No one was active. Mm. So it'll be really interesting to see kind of maybe what the next like 2023 and 2024, the next two years specifically, what what can kind of grow for boxing and, and in your careers. And I assume that that's, that's kind of like where the, the the road of the goals of the the Baja trophy truck starts with you is bringing yeah. those belts home yeah, and, and winning some Canadian titles and, and mm-hmm. continuing to elevate in boxing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, I can speak for us and especially Daniel that we're excited to be in your corner and to have you on the next show and everything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you haven't had a chance to check out Rhett's fight, Please uh, go. Actually, we have you on the resurgence as well. We have lots of you. There's so much Rhett happening. So go and taste that flavor. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go check him out. Give him a follow at Rhett Gibbons. And uh, buy a ticket and support Canadian boxing and these incredible athletes as they build a career and build a trajectory. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that's what my dream is. I know. I think we all share that dream for sure. Yeah, it's happening. It'll happen. Yeah. I believe it's it's like... We're on the path. We're just right there. Yeah, on the yeah. precipice. I like that word, and I like opportunities to use it. Mm-hmm. It's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Honestly, it sounds really good in a microphone. She's like precipice. Will Ferrell sometimes. Like, <laughs> 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 precipice. <clears throat> Settle down, you. <laughs> Settle. You're making me blush. The lights are hot. Okay. Uh, right. It's been a pleasure. That's kind of what I hope this podcast, we had you on last time and, and we had so much fun. I was like, you know what? We can talk about the Thad fight. We can talk about your next fight. Yeah. yeah. But let's just fucking laugh about some some dumb stuff and and be weird. And yeah. I was looking forward to this whole day, to be honest. <laughs> okay. So Michael B. Jordan, like whoever your trainer is, respect. Like that, that, that cover, like the delts on him. Holy Dinah. Testosterone. It's the, he's on the press. TRT. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and some TRT. Actually, before we sign off, let's just jump into the steroids department, shall we? Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Let's not do that. Can you imagine? Gets canceled finally. Uh <laughs> but yeah, TRT for sure. Like, yeah. Michael B. He he was not he did not look like that like six months ago. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. He just gets bigger and bigger for every role. Juicy. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. The old spaghetti before bed. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, Rhett, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on the podcast, making time to come and chat with me and uh, laugh about some McDojo. It's probably my favorite. Thanks for having me. Part of the podcast. Absolutely. Come to the takeover. Check him out. Follow his career and uh, all the fights. Actually, we have an insane lineup, which we're going to be um, by the time of this podcast drops. You guys will hopefully have already seen the lineup. Um, but I'm so excited. And this, this, these fights are going to exist on our, our platforms and our, our YouTube channels for time to come. So check it out, subscribe to empire boxing, uh, give everyone a follow and stay tuned for more boxing podcast, boxing podcasting and boxing content coming from empire boxing promotions. Peace. Make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to empire boxing on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube.